Welcome back to the Ball and Breakfast Podcast. I'm here with Wayne Pua. I'm Patrick Miller, uh, ready to kick off this NFL playoff preview. Um, if you're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, please you know leave us a review, uh, subscribe to the channels. And uh, if you can, dig back into our vault as we had a preseason uh, NFL preview episode. Uh, we went through the AFC, NFC, we went through players, coaches uh, for awards, and then we uh, actually went through the playoffs and who we thought uh, would win it all. Um, you know, kind of going through that, and you know, just one thing to kind of throw out as far as Super Bowl predictions go, uh, you know, both all the teams that we pick to do that are still in this, and that's an exciting thing. But, uh, you know, Wayne and I wanted to kind of share some of our uh, areas where we were right and areas where we were wrong for this uh, for this season. But, um I guess, Wayne, did you have any, you know, things that you were essentially like proud of as far as predictions go preseason, any things that like you totally messed up and, you know, looking back in hindsight, you're like, what was I thinking? Yeah, I, I like that. Let's start with the wins. I, I like the wins a little bit better. Um, I think uh, defensive player, of the. I mean, it, it, I think Parsons is a little bit into it, but uh, I think Bosa is probably, I think he's the favorite for that right now. Um, but the, my, I think my biggest window is sauce Gardner for rookie of the defensive rookie of the year, um, had probably, I think he had like the best rating or something like that, or PFF ranked him as the best corner, uh, giving the best pass grade or past defense defensive grade. So I think that was probably the biggest win. I, I knew I kind of went on a limb on it cause you know, uh, cornerbacks normally don't win this award. So I know the award hasn't been given out yet, but you know, you compare, his season, I think, and the impact he made to that Jets defense, especially early on in the season when they were just dominating on the defensive end, um, uh, compared to that, his season to you know maybe some of the other defensive rookies. Uh, I mean, you know, Hutchinson is probably the the his closest competition, or Tariq Woolen. Uh, Tariq Woolen had a hell of a season too. I would probably rank Tariq Woolen number two, but I think. Uh, Sauce Gardner, in my opinion, probably got the number one, uh, or is I think he's the favorite right now. And then Tariq Wollin, in my, my opinion, it should be number two. Uh, and then I Hutchinson. So that's that's probably what I would rank in terms of, I guess, like my the one that I went out on a limb for there. Um, and I guess my but my biggest disappointment uh, for me team wise, it's, it's probably got to be the Ravens. Uh, I know they're in the playoffs, so there's like still a chance. But it just does. It doesn't look good. It does not look good at all. Uh, you know, Lamar you had a good start to the season, uh, and you know, I, he just ran into injuries. The injury bug kind of uh, caught up to them again, but specifically with Lamar, a little bit more so of. So, you know, I know he's in his contract here. There's a lot of you know talk about is he going to get extended and all that. Um, it, he's not making the best case for himself right now. So, um, but you know, we'll see what happens in the off season. But yeah, I think that was my probably my biggest disappointment just because of, you know, I think I picked them to uh, <laughs> uh, uh, was it possibly go all the way there. So uh, early side of the AFC. So like all those things I had there, um, kind of disappointed in how that all ended up. But yeah, what are your thoughts? And yeah, what what are maybe some of your uh, wins and you know not so nice wins? I should say. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Ravens is a was a bad break. I mean right now we don't really know you know where Lamar Jackson's status is for uh, this weekend the playoffs. So that will definitely uh, affect how far you know this Ravens you know team can go. But uh, it just seems like every year we kind of walk in and we look at the Ravens and we're like, 
man, they got Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, you know, they're, they're traditionally a good defense, a great coached uh, team, you know, good GM, like love the organization. It's like each year you kind of go in with this optimism and maybe sometimes, uh, you know, thinking this team could go all the way. And it's like, I don't know, there's something about the Ravens. It's like, they're a little bit, you know, maybe stuck in neutral right now um, with Lamar Jackson being free agency. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a big question mark and that would, change the face of that entire franchise if uh they happen to go in another direction um you know but we're complaining about maybe a team that's perennially in the playoffs i mean i i'd love to have that problem if i if i was a fan <laughs> of any team to be honest with you so uh you know we'll see what happens uh you know knock on wood if you're a ravens fan that uh you know the team decides to put a contract forth for lamar jackson um you know i know he's a little bit injury uh marred there but uh in the same sense like his upside and you know, when he is on the field, he's he's a game changer. Yeah. Um, for me, I I think the thing I took the most pride in, just kind of looking back, was uh was picking the Eagles to have kind of a breakout year. Um, I loved what I saw the year prior, just kind of, you know, clicking on all cylinders um, on defense. Uh, the offense was starting to cobble it together uh, with Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, they were still a weapon shy of kind of taking that next step, at least on offense. Um, and this just whole off season, you know, the, the trade for AJ Brown, I thought was, was so big for them. I thought that was a destroyer for the Titans. I think that's why, you know, both of us kind of picked the Colts, uh, unfortunately to, you know, kind of take that division, but it was like, what is what are the Titans really thinking here? And, uh, you know, just kind of see them roll into this year, you know, top grade O-line, great D, you know, with those weapons, like they just, they just took an extra step. So I'm just proud to kind of like, you know, put my, uh, my, my, you know, pick out there. I, I know the Cowboys are usually a popular pick as well. And, you know, they're right in the mix, but uh, yeah, that, that was one thing. Um, Justin Jefferson is, you know, possible offensive player of the year. I think, you know, you and I were debating whether or not he could hit 2000 yards receiving. I was uh, thinking maybe he'd be a tick under Cooper cups, uh, you know, record breaking season last year, but, but not by much uh, 1800 yards. I think he had uh, seven or eight touchdown catches. I mean, hundred I, I, over a hundred receptions. It's like that guy just dominated for the Vikings. So, um, you know, again, another player that uh, you know we had our eye on, and he definitely uh, lived up to expectations there. Um, the negative side, I, I think maybe me more so than you, but like put a lot of stock into the Packers and the Bucks. I think I had them both ranked like the top two seeds coming into this year for the NFC. Completely wrong, uh, at least for the Packers. Number one, you know, just completely you know, kind of shit in the bed to kick off their year and, you know, never really got the offense established and going. And even the defense didn't really seem like suffocating as I thought it might be. Uh, the run game was, uh, was, you know, obviously didn't carry them to many victories, but I thought this might be like a 49ers type team. And, you know, they really didn't step out um, all season until the very, very end. So they came up, you know, a bit short against the Lions and, you know, the the rest is history. Um, and the Bucks as well. I mean, I like... Tom Brady in the playoffs. I always feel pretty good about that, but, um, you know, eight and nine, uh, they looked old. They looked slow. They were beat up uh, for most of the year. And, uh, you know, they were competing to the very end with the likes of the Panthers saints and, uh, Falcons in that division. So it's just not much to get excited about there. But, uh, again, like once we start the playoffs, everything, you know, uh, starts at zero. So we kind of go back to, uh, you know, the matchups and, and kind of where it all goes. But, uh, I don't know. Did you have any other, uh, thoughts about you know any of those picks or, or or thoughts? I mean, I think we both picked the Bucks to like win the Super Bowl and everything. And <laughs> I yeah, they are still in the playoffs. Anything can happen. It's just yeah, it's, to your say, like they definitely have not played up to you know the level 
uh, that I think we kind of were expecting. Uh, and Shaq Barrett, you know, he's out for the year. So, like, that's their defense is still really solid overall. But when you add in like a Shaq Barrett, like, he's a difference maker, you know. So, um, that, that it's, it's, I guess, just hard for you know, probably both of us to see them advancing too far. Um, so, but uh, I will say, and both of us kind of like talked about this a little bit, I think both of us picked not the Rams to win NFC West. So mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, from a Super Bowl winner who had, you know, a lot of their uh, players intact, you know, I think they just kind of lost Von Miller. Um, and yeah, like for a team like that, that just came off a of Super Bowl, you would think that maybe they would, you know, at least maybe make the playoffs or something like that. But I think both of us saw that. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's going to be a little bit uh, more of a lull this, this coming season. So um, I think that's like, okay, I think we were both thinking the same thing with regards to that at least. So, but yeah. Yeah. And I'll give a an extra shout out for uh what we were wrong about in terms of our fantasy sleepers. Oh so god. I, I was laughing looking at the list of Darnell <laughs> Mooney, uh Jameson Crowder. I was so high on Gabe Davis and he was just completely average. Uh Javante Williams got injured and then uh Mike Williams had a had a good year, but like he didn't really go above and beyond. So um yeah, we we got five X's on that one for sure. Yeah, I like I like it. You wrote you wrote to me in the notes like all bus like in, in <laughs> capital letters and everything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Extra right. painful, but um, yeah. I guess with that, um, you know, if you're if you're listening, uh, go back to that video. Go check it out if you're at all interested in seeing us. Uh, you know, in the past and what we were thinking at at that time and uh, what we were uh, you know, failing to to foresee here. But uh, moving into the playoffs, um, you know, we got the AFC matchup set, the NFC as well. Um, I think I'll just kick it off with AFC, um, you know, keep it alphabetical here, but, uh, in the same sense, I'll go through, you know, the matchups that are lined up and then, uh, you and I, you know, feel free to, to weigh in on, on each one. Um, you know, the first one looking at the five, four matchup between the chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, this can be a good matchup, uh, in my perspective. I mean, both teams are coming in hot, um, for the chargers, you know, they've won four of last five. Um, you know, they're a decent road team, but, you know, kind of just looking at them, they're, they're very good against the pass, not very good against the run on defense. And then you look at the, oh, they're like, they're a top passing team. So, um, going against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars are pretty much middle of the road when it comes to defense and offense. Um, the only thing I'm looking at is, is kind of this dynamic of, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, being able to take this next step and bringing this team, um, you know, into another level, um, you know, we both had high hopes for the Chargers going into this year, and you you love what you see on paper. It's just kind of like maybe a Ravens type situ- situation where it's like they're just not moving at the pace that I think they should be with you know the amount of money they spend with what they've done with their roster. You know, it's tantalizing when you look at it, but um, you know, what's crazy about this is uh, you know, Jacksonville was dead in the water uh, to kick off this year. Um, you know, I think at one point they were um, they were three and six. And they've won seven of their last nine and they're on a five game winning streak. And they just look like they, you know, play with a ton of heart. Uh, Doug Peterson's done an incredible job of just putting this team back together after Urban Meyer uh, completely destroyed it. And, uh, you know, watching that um, AFC South championship game between the Titans and Jaguars last week, just to kind of, you know, feel like it was low scoring and they, neither team looked like they wanted to take it. And then just at the very end, you know, Rayshon Jenkins comes in with a with a corner blitz, uh, 
you know, pops it out. And then in the same sense, uh, Josh Allen took it to the house and, and that's the defensive end, not the quarterback for the bills. But uh, in any case, I guess what I'm getting at is uh, as much as I love the chargers, as much as the stats probably would say, you know, this offense is going to pound that defense. Um, that may be the case, but I just have this gut feeling that the Jaguars are going to hold serve at home. And I really, I just really like the character of this team. And I think a big victory here would say a lot for them going into next year. Yeah. Yeah. I have the Jaguars too. Uh, I agree with, you know, everything you said. I think the key thing is Doug Peterson, right? Uh, you know, when in the NFL and the NFL playoffs, right. That's definitely where the coaching, I definitely feel like stands out. Uh, you know, we saw, we heard all this uh, explanations about Staley, like keeping in his starters and this kind of meaningless game. Right. Uh, you know, this, this last game. And then it's like, Oh, Mike Williams, he was like kind of banged up. I, I think they're all ready to go like him and Bosa's, but it's like, why would you do things like that? And it, it definitely feels like Staley is always kind of behind on a lot of decision makings like that, where, you know, Peterson, he's a Super Bowl winning uh, a coach, you know, one with falls and everything. Like he certainly didn't, uh, didn't have, I guess, the best, um, you know, uh, last season with the, the Eagles, but still, yeah, still has a lot of capability and, you know, uh, really, uh, showcase that I think here with the Jaguars, uh, you know, with this new team here. So, uh, yeah, I like the Jags here. I think the Chargers, they've had a good, se- you know, a decent season considering like they just they had a lot of injuries. And I think that's where I don't see them advancing too much uh, in these playoffs. So, um, Jags, hot team, good coach, better coach right now. So, I have, yeah, the, definitely the Jags here too. Sounds good. In our next matchup, uh, we have the number six Baltimore Ravens against the number three Cincinnati Bengals. Um, this one, uh, you know, if Lamar Jackson is healthy, it's a completely different game. This is a different prediction. Um, but kind of looking at where things stand right now, he's he's not really fully recovered from that PCL injury. Um, even Tyler Huntley, his backup, is, is fighting shoulder and wrist injuries. And, you know, they're at their number three quarterback, Anthony Brown. And it's like, I just... You know, I I can try to analytically deep deep dive into this team, but they're they're kind of coming in. Um, you know, they're a very good rushing team. Um, in the past, they're they're near the bottom just based on you know Lamar Jackson, the makeup of their offense. Uh, you know, kind of running back heavy, but you know, coming in kind of you know not not really winning a lot of games. Been very below average to end the season here. I think they're on a two game losing streak and. You know, kind of looking across from them, you got a team that's got a 96 point, you know, scoring differential in the Cincinnati Bengals. They're an elite passing offense. They're, you know, top five rush D. And they essentially got a bye week against the Buffalo Bills when uh, DeMar Hamlin went down. So it's like they're on an eight game winning streak right now. They're well rested. Uh, Joe Burrow just, I mean, he, he's, you know, dovetailing everything he did last season into this one. I mean, he's, he's a legitimate, you know, top five quarterback in this game. Uh, the receiving core is, you know, out of this world. And I just feel like that team, you know, even in the DeMar Hamlin situation probably came together uh, even, even closer having, you know, experienced the exact same thing as the bills. It just wasn't their teammates. So I feel like, you know, at home, you know, uh, I, I see this one being very, you know, lopsided one side and see the Bengals uh, moving on pretty easily here. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, and you know, I'm looking at, I guess, the line here. It's like <laughs> minus six and a half. And I would be paying attention to that if Lamar is not ready to go. Uh, and even if he is, quite quite honestly. But if he's not ready to go, I'm like, I'm going to take that. <laughs> like, it, there, It's definitely, I feel like it's going to be a blowout if it's if there's no Lamar Jackson here. So, um, 
you know, this Bengals team is playing hot. They're, they are one of the hottest teams out there. So, uh, and they're, you're going against the then, yeah, Ravens team that's just beaten up, having their best player out. Um, and yeah, just had, has had an up down season not having much momentum go, heading into the postseason. So I think even with Omar Jackson, you know, this game, uh, is the Bengals anyways. So. Yeah, that, that was going to be my question to you is like, what happens if uh, Lamar Jackson suits up and he, you know, comes in like Shane Falco out of nowhere? It's like, I just, uh, you know, again, Bengals top five rush D. Um, mm-hmm. They've been on it all year. And I think blow for blow, they can go with them offensively. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't see this as being much of a contest, but um, I think we're pretty yeah. settled there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one more thing is that it's like even, you know, like going back to the whole idea with Lamar Jackson, even if he does show up to the playoffs, he's kind of stunk it up uh, in the playoffs and everything. So I think he has like a 60 uh, quarterback rating. So, uh, which is like the worst, I think out of like, you know, if you've started like at least, you know, a couple playoff games. So even if he does show up, it's not looking good. I think, uh, yeah, especially against a hot Bengals team. Yeah. Maybe this is a debate for another day, but, you know, kind of looking at a guy like Deshaun Watson too. I mean, similar, similar type of skill says Lamar. Lamar is probably more of an elite runner, but it's like just gauging, um, you know, whether or not a rushing style quarterback can translate into victories, can translate into, you know, playoff victories in that sense. And like, we love the offensive production. We love what we see on the field, but you know, you, you kind of have to have a, a little mix of both to, uh, I feel like take that next step as a quarterback in this game. Yep. Um, looking at the seven, two matchup between the Miami dolphins, Buffalo bills, this is the exact same situation as the Ravens. Um, Tua, we are just not sure. I mean, he's had three concussions this year. I truly hope he doesn't play. Um, I think he should have some real serious talks about, you know, uh, having a career at this point in football. Um, I think that's just something you probably don't want to mess with, especially at the quarterback position. Um, but it's kind of a coin flip right now between, you know, Teddy Bridgewater being injured, similar to Huntley and Skylar Thompson, a, you know, a seventh round rookie this year, uh, taking the reins at quarterback. I mean, luckily they won the game by a you know, very slim margin against the Jets to, to you know secure that last playoff spot but in the same sense you know going into these playoffs uh you know just just kind of on a on a skid you know they've they've lost four of five um they're three and six on the road uh their differential for the total year in points is negative two um you know they're high in pass touchdowns they're high in passing and it's like you're missing your passer so <laughs> looking across the field from you is the buffalo bills <laughs> they're seven and one at home they've won seven in a row their differential is 169 points. Um, and they've actually probably done a lot more on the defensive side than surprisingly on the offensive side this year. I mean, they have one of the top pass and rush defenses in the league. Um, and, you know, rushing offense is pretty, you know, pretty elite with uh, Josh Allen at the helm. And, uh, you know, their cast of characters on offenses is, you know, near the top of the league in terms of, uh, you know, talent around Josh. So, Man, just just no chance. Uh, if there's any snow, if there's any cold, I mean, that's just another element to add to you know, Miami's list there to kind of like overcome. And yeah, I just do not see this. This is going to be another lopsided victory. I think an easy uh, second round uh, entrance for the Bills. Yeah, yeah. If there's no two, this game's basically going to be like TCU versus Georgia. Like it's going to be a blowout, <laughs> you know. So yeah. Uh, I think yeah, the yeah again, we'll get the betting odds here. The, the it's uh, minus ten. So you know, if there's no two, uh, again, this thing's I think is going to be a blowout. So yeah, keep an eye on all that for sure. Um, the team we didn't talk about is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they've got a first round bye. 
Um, equally as impressive as the Bills, in my opinion, you know, the top passing offense in the entire league. Um, you know, I think just having an extra week and, you know, playing the Jacksonville, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, you know, winner uh, should be a pretty good, uh, you know, first round matchup for them as well. Um, we won't get into the full of the the second round or what have you. I'm going to pass it over to Wayne uh, to cover the NFC and uh, we'll go matchup by matchup there. Yeah, so first one I got here is Cowboys versus Bucks. So, um, you know, I, I kind of look at both teams and both of them kind of like had high expectations, I guess, going into the season, maybe the Bucks more so of. Um, but, you know, they're here, which I guess is something. Uh, so, yeah, both teams stumbling in. Uh, Cowboys defense just has not played up to par the past couple of games. You know, they still have some of their playmakers, but, you know, for whatever reason, yeah, the, the defensive scheme, the coaching or whatever, you can blame whatever, but it just hasn't uh, shown up to par uh, They as they used to kind of be that dominant type of defense, you know, with the pass rush and uh, being able to create turnovers. So um, offense has been kind of, you know, lethargic here and there as well. So there definitely is a lot of questions, I think, from the Cowboys perspective. Uh, but yeah, also the same thing with the, the Bucks in a way too. Uh, their offense has been pretty anemic. Uh, 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 Brady's kind of been, you know, uh, I, I was looking at all his wide receivers uh, averages for catches and stuff like that. They're pretty anemic just in general. So uh, I think, you know, uh, Goodwin or Godwin and then like Mike Evans, like I think Godwin, he, he did have a hundred catches, but they were like, all below like uh, 10 yards per catch, which is pretty nuts. I think for a wide receiver, even if they are possession wide receiver. So, um, but yeah, I think overall, this is definitely was the hardest one I think to pick here, but uh, I actually have the Cowboys taking this. Uh, I think their pass rush will get to Brady and affect him. You know, we we've always seen that whenever there is a pass rush that gets to Brady uh, that usually has some consequences there. Um, you know, the, the, the bucks did actually beat the Cowboys in the first game of the season. So, uh, I'll give them that, but at the same time, uh, I, I just have a feeling, I think the Cowboys are going to, uh, pull this one off. Uh, I think they'll be able to, you know, run the ball a little bit and, uh, you know, just make some plays, uh, and get the victory here. Yeah. There's not a lot within the stats or, you know, how the teams have gone throughout the course of the year. That's going to, you know, swing my argument here. Um, I'm just going off completely uh, <laughs> emotion, uh, history, gut feel. I just feel like Cowboys to me are, are a franchise and a team that just lack a lot of heart. Um, they have all the talent in the world. I feel like, especially on the offensive side, you know, Dak is, this is a make or break year for him in my opinion. Like if they, go first round exit. Um, not only would I consider McCarthy on the you know chopping block here, but I'd really look at Dak and see how this performance goes for him because, you know, how many more seasons of, you know, uh, Dak with CD lamb with, you know, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, uh, others, you know, can you go before you, you know, kind of take that critical thought about, you know, what is this guy? Like, can he take the next step or is he just, you know, game manager who can get you to the playoffs. And that's pretty much all you can really bank on. Um, we know what Tom Brady's upside is. I mean, he's old, he's 45. Uh, that team was really bad this year. I mean, negative 45 point differential is just atrocious. Um, you know, they look like shells of their former selves uh, from their Super Bowl year, but you know, they are at home. Uh, I'm just going to, this is going to be a competitive game for sure. I'm just going to give a slight edge to Tampa Bay here and, uh, and just overcoming it and winning a big one here. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, historically too. So 
yeah, we, we've all known that the Cowboys are pretty awful in the playoffs. But yeah, if the Cowboys do win, this would be their first road playoff win since 1992. Wow. Uh, so yeah, history definitely is, is going against them there. Um, that's what, 30 years. Holy cow. So uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, if you want to go the historical route and, you know, based off everything also off of like Tom Brady and all that, yeah, maybe pick the Bucks here. But yeah, I, I think I'm just going to go with the Cowboys. I think they're going to have enough offense. And then, yeah, I, I don't think that the, I, I think the Bucks offense is going to be anemic here, but that's just my thinking, uh, at least on that. So, um, but yeah, I guess then moving on to Giants uh, versus the Vikings here. So um, I think this, this will be a great matchup actually. You know, there's definitely been this talk, I think with the Vikings having a crazy season, right? Like how many like one score games did they win? Uh, how many crazy comebacks? It's definitely been a magical season. Uh, uh, and, you know, they've actually, even though they've scored, I think, like more, like 400 some odd points, right? They actually do have uh, a negative balance in terms of the points against, too. So their defense has not played that great. Uh, it's been just a crazy, crazy season, I think, for the Vikings overall. Um, and with the Giants, uh, came in kind of this, came, came to the season with really no expectations. Uh, and Dable has really done a fantastic job. Um, so for me, I actually have the Giants uh, pulling off an upset here against the Vikings. Um, I do know that the Vikings did beat the Giants in their regular season matchup here by a 61-yard field goal uh, by Joseph. So, uh, and they will be playing, you know, in Minnesota again. But um, I'm thinking that Dable, he's going to have a better plan. Also, Martingale again, the coaching aspect. I feel like. Uh, the Giants coaching just really, really elevated them th this uh, season. I think they'll play inspired. Um, so I had the Giants taking this one. Uh, uh, very close game, but yeah, I still have them taking this one. Yeah, I uh, I hear all the arguments against the Vikings. I mean, I've seen, you know, a lot of articles and analysis about how they have a negative di differential. And we've obviously watched a lot of games, primetime or on Sundays, that really have come down to like the last quarter sometimes the last play and it's just like this team is a heart attack special like every week. And I think that's why people are kind of dogging them, but uh, you got to give a team credit for, you know, uh, you know, coming up and, you know, winning a, a lot of games. I think, was it 12 wins, 13 wins this year? I think it's 13. Might have been 13. 13 wins. So, I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to sit back and kind of slight them. And um, you know, if they were playing an opponent that I felt like was, a dark horse or was like a Tampa Bay type team where, you know, you can't take them lightly, even if they had like an underwhelming season. I just feel like the giants, like they also had a negative point differential. Um, you know, they're not an offense that's going to overpower you. I mean, if anything, they're going to probably play the run a lot with uh, Barkley and Jones. And uh, you know, I think Hodgins and Richie James have stepped up as wide receivers this year for the giants, but it's like, they'd never really established, you know, a true receiving core. Um, Vikings, I mean, I love what they do on offense. The second best pass, passing offense in the game, and they've got Dalvin Cook behind center. It's like with the Giants not being one of the better uh, rush defensive teams in the year uh, or, you know, on the year or what have you, it's just like I feel like there could be some holes there for, you know, Cook in the offense to kind of expose. And, uh, you know, like Dak Prescott, I think this is a year where Kirk Cousins is going to be put, you know, back in the spotlight, you know, a lot of pressure on him. And uh, I, I know people want to doubt him and I, I just have seen him overcome a lot of things this year in prime time or, you know, just in kind of emotional victories to kind of pull it out. I mean, the bills one definitely, st you know, stands out in my mind as 
one of their best victories of the year on the road. But, uh, you know, I think this team's got, you know, some heart, they've got some guts, uh, and I, and I like them in the first round. Um, I like them at home and I'm just going to pick the Minnesota Vikings here and, uh, in a, in a decent victory. I don't think it's gonna be uh, any sort of landslide. I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Vikings will win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I, I think, uh, it, it, I think, yeah, the, the, this is definitely a tough one too. Um, and I think Vegas has them like minus three as well. So, uh, in favor of the Vikings, so it's, it's definitely, I think just a good matchup overall. Um, so th- it'll be an entertaining game, uh, for two teams that, uh, I feel like, you know, not, not too many expectations were coming in, uh, in into the season, but, uh, kind of really just gutted out a bunch of games. So, um, and I think then moving on to 49ers, uh, versus the Seahawks here. So, uh, Seahawks, man, like, I think it was definitely a surprising season for a lot of, of fans. Uh, you know, they're losing Russell Wilson with all that controversy, all the back and forths and drama that was kind of going around there. Um, you know, really came into the season again, you know, without too many expe- too much expectations coming in. And Geno Smith, man, ah, oh, gotta love that story that, that he has. Come, probably going to you know come back Player of the Year and everything. Uh, but you know him the seahawks and what they were able to do i think that's phenomenal um but then yeah you look at what's happening the 49ers man the hottest team yet with 10 wins in a row uh even with you know a rotation of uh different quarterbacks coming in and out you know and then yeah now they're at uh the brock purdy rookie quarterback uh so pretty nuts what's what's been able to happen i think for the 49ers um, you know, if Shanahan didn't already have like a track record of being a great coach, I think he would probably be up for coach of the year, honestly, uh, again, with all the shifts and, and things like that happening with that team, uh, yeah, at the quarterback position, but, you know, great. I think from a roster perspective, like they're probably like as good as any team out there, uh, offensive line defense, you know, the entire defense. You know, I think we already talked about Nick Bosa, probably going to be defensive player of the year. Um, and then, and then just, yeah, great quarterback and play calling play or a great play calling from Shanahan to utilize Brock Purdy's like skill set. So, um, yeah, I have 49ers taking this. Sorry, Seahawks fans out there. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm, I, I don't want to, uh, give like, if this is going to be a blood or not or anything like that, but I do feel pretty good. I think for the 49ers heading into this hot and, um, you know, going against a team that they know, uh, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see, though, since they are a divisional rival and, you know, what happens with Gino. And, you know, I, I think if there is a chance for the Seahawks to win this game, they have to create some turnovers. And that's going to be hard because guess who leads the league in turnover differentiation or differences? Uh, it is the 49ers. So, uh, yeah, they're going to have to make some uncharacteristic things. They're going to kind of have to hurt themselves. So, uh, but, yeah, overall, I'm going to pick the 49ers here. Yeah, I mean, I, I tip my cap to uh, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks this year because I think going in, they were one of my you know lottery teams. I, I figured they'd be you know, probably in the top three of the draft order, and uh, it's just going to be a really ugly season. And they completely um, held their own. Like you're saying, Geno Smith stepped out. Kenny Walker became a thousand yard back. The receiving core was was really solid with Lockett, Metcalf. Um, just just like the components of this team, the defense. You know, Tariq Woolen as a rookie had like one of the best, uh, you know, passer ratings against for a corner. Um, I am missing a 
another rookie playmaker of theirs that really stepped out this year. Um, but while you think about that, Wayne, um, you know, Jordan Brooks is going to be out for the, the season at linebacker. That's a tough blow for them um, just in terms of kind of fortifying that defense. But uh, in the same sense, uh, you know, they're going against another buzzsaw. I mean, 10 straight wins for the 49ers. Their point differential against teams is 173 to the Seahawks is six. They beat the Seahawks twice this year. Um, third, you know, everyone's like, is third, you know, third time a charm? Like, I, I don't think so. Um, just seeing how quickly Brock Purdy could come in and, you know, establish the offense and, you know, love McCaffrey, love, you know, uh, Debo and, and George Kittle as another option. It's just like this team definitely has a lot to go on. And, uh, you know, I think Purdy, you know, we'll see what his upside is for the rest of the playoffs, but he's got a lot of poise. And, uh, you know, second he stepped into that role, he was, he was pretty much flawless. I mean, as a, as a game manager. And then also just as like a, you know, he was getting like a mid to upper level of, of kind of like passing numbers, I think on a weekly basis and in a fantasy perspective, I, mean, I think he was, you know, easily a, a no doubt starter. He's a top 12 quarterback to, to kind of close out the season. So I'm um, just really impressed by him in, in year one. And uh, if that's the case, if, if Purdy can have, you know, even a decent playoff run here, I mean, what's the future hold for, for guys like Trey Lance or Jimmy G, you know, it's like, they might be packing their bags and trying to find, uh, you know, some work elsewhere next year. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of speculation. I think about Jimmy G. It's like, all right, who needs a co- oh the uh, his former offensive coordinator and uh, Josh McDaniels over there in Vegas. So a lot of speculation. I think that's happening there. So, uh, but yeah, uh, overall, it'll it'll this will be definitely an interesting. I think uh, playoffs you know, and seeing what happens with Rob Purdy. Like, what kind of quarterback is he? You know, we oftentimes see different kind of you know, quarterbacks. Uh, being in the in the regular season than they are in the postseason. So uh, see if he ha- if he has some poison him to you know get some pass rushes from uh, the Micah Parsons of the world and you know in the highest stages, right? So um, and then yeah, you know just capping off with the the, the team that has the buy here, um, you know the Eagles, your team there, uh, uh, you know started off the season uh, uh, really really hot and everything, and then obviously like Jalen Hurts got hurt, but Overall, you know, their defense is, in my opinion, like probably the scariest defense out there, uh, even with uh, Josh Sweat being injured. Uh, I don't think they've completely rolled him out of the playoffs, but I know they kind of took him out, to, took him out in a stretcher. Uh, but still, even, you know, without him, that defensive front is probably like one of the best in all football. Um, they led the league in sacks by a lot. Uh, I think they had 70 sacks this season. I think the closest next closest team was like 50, uh, 55. So uh, pretty crazy what they were able to do uh, from the defensive end. Uh, and then, yeah, with Darius Slay as well, uh, you know, getting a bunch of picks on, on for him. Bradbury also, like, you know, great acquisition there too. So I think their, their defense definitely stands out, and they should really be, I think, a force uh, in these playoffs uh, from there. So, yeah. For sure. I'm, I'm on board with the, with the Eagles and, uh, you know, them being the number one seed, uh, you know, definitely makes me feel good uh, just preseason wise. But I, I also just really like the character makeup of that team as well. Um, looking back at the AFC, kind of going over to the NFC, too, we're going to talk about conference title games um, before the year in the AFC. Um, I believe Wayne had the Ravens over the Chargers and uh, I personally had the Bills over the Chargers, um, I guess, going into this year. I think the favorites are just going to play their way to this, uh, you know, this conference title game. I think it's going to be a rematch of the semifinal last year between the Chiefs and Bills. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I cannot wait for this matchup to happen. I really hope nothing 
underdoggy happens on that side of the of the bracket because that's all I want to see. All I want to see is Mahomes, uh, Allen for, you know, the AFC title. Um, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow is a sneaky guy. Uh, I think he's a really great quarterback. I love that team. Um, but I just got a feeling about Buffalo KC, so I'm going to go there. But uh, Wayne, do you have any any other uh, thoughts on the AFC? Yeah, I'm with you there. I want I want KC versus Buffalo. But when I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Bengals actually, okay. um, uh, taking out the Bills here. You know, I, I definitely am for the you know the magic, right? They seem like a team. I think they keep on hearing that the Bills are like a team of destiny. There's a lot of like crazy stuff happening out there. Uh, you know, we saw uh, was it uh, Hine right with the, the the kick return touchdown and everything after what's happened with Hamlin and the, you know the emotional things that are happening with the team and everything. So. I get all that. I definitely want the Bills to be there, but Joe Burrow and you know it, those kind of, those kids are crazy over there. I feel like and yeah, they're definitely hot. So for me, yeah, I I have in that matchup. Uh, I I have the finals going to be uh, KC versus the Bengals for me. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that game going either way. Um, that semifinal between the Bengals Bills, the one that didn't get you know played out in the regular season, but. Um, that should be an absolute shootout. Uh, whoever ends up, you know, meeting, I guess, in the AFC for the title. But uh, on the NFC side, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that one. Uh, that one, I do have. You know, straight up uh, top seeds there. So I do have the the Eagles versus the Niners there. Um, I just see, you know, they honestly have probably the best rows. This this entire like NFC, I feel like it's it's just not as good. Like the teams that you know are in the bottom rung, like they kind of just rolled in if you will uh after like maybe even a maybe even up a hot start or yeah, maybe they kind of you know barreled in like just playing kind of mediocre 500 type of football so um yeah i like uh i like the both the 49ers and the eagles here just because uh you know they they have been the best team t- teams i think predominantly like most of the season in the nfc you know i, I think uh yeah and 49ers kind of had a rough start but then you know, especially after that McCaffrey trade, like they just went to another level. So, um, and their defense only stepped up. So yeah, I'm picking Eagles 49ers out of the NFC. I'm with you. I've got the same matchup. Um, I, again, I think the, the favorites just kind of ride their way to the Super Bowl. Um, just, just both teams. I mean, like you're saying, San Fran's kind of the team of the second half Phillies for me, at least the team of the year, uh, on the NFC side of things. But, uh, you know, leading the way with their defense, uh, you know, the way they, they have, you know, established their offenses, you know, I, I just think they each have a lot of playmakers on both sides of the ball. It's just, you know, overwhelming, uh, you know, comparative to the field in the NFC. So I just, I just see both teams kind of coasting their way to, to that title game. Yeah, no, it, it should be, I think a great, uh, a fight here, but yeah. Um, but yeah, now I guess I'm curious, like, who do you got, uh, coming playing in the Super Bowl now. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go Buffalo against Philly. Um I just feel like these are the two teams that I was most uh, excited about going into the year. Um two teams that I think have really, you know, lived up to their expectations. Blow for blow, I think it's going to be a great game. Um I think Philly will probably come with a little bit more, you know, defensive firepower, you know, uh not to say that they don't have, you know, the same kind of offense, but 
you know, I could see Bills leaning more on on the offensive side and kind of Philly, uh, you know, throwing their weight around on the defensive side. So I just, um, you know, this matchup is going to be great. I feel like Hurts established himself, you know, this season, um, whereas I feel like Josh did that last year. Um, Jalen kind of came up short in the playoffs um, as of last year against the Tampa Bay Bucks, going out early. I think this year he learns a lot about kind of the road that it takes to get to the Super Bowl and the you know road it takes to be a champion. I think Josh has kind of already paid some of those dues. I think he's a little bit more experienced in that position. I think the Bills are as well, just a team that's, you know, come really close, um, you know, and it was only the semis, but it was like, I think everybody just kind of, you know, expected the winner of that game to win it all. So uh, I just think they're the emotional favorite this year. And um, yeah, I've just got them going over against the, against the Eagles in the, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that matchup, but yeah, you know, I, I, I did pick the Bengals here. So, um, and I am actually going to pick, yeah, the Bengals uh, to beat the Kansas city chiefs to get to the Super Bowl here. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, to be honest, I feel like the, the chiefs are a little bit of a worse squad actually. And, and simply put the Bengals are a little bit of a better squad. Uh, they revamped their offensive line. I know uh, they've had some injuries recently, but I think they have enough depth actually uh, uh, on their offensive line to actually kind of overcome that enough, uh, given all the weapons that they've had. Defense is playing a lot better than they even were last year, I feel like, so heading into this postseason. So I have the the Bengals uh, going to uh, the Super Bowl, going against uh, the Eagles here. I think they will advance. It's hard. To, it's just hard to pick, I guess, uh, you know, with Brock Purdy uh, over mm-hmm. there. Uh, I think that'll be more, much more of the difference maker, I think. You know, with the Eagles, uh, that you know they they did lead the league in sacks and everything. They'll be able to get some pressure, I think, on on Purdy, uh, even with all the gadget plays and what misdirection that Shanahan can offer there. I feel like the Eagles are just playing on a different level than any other team in the NFC. Um, even even yes, the the team that has won ten games in a row there. So um, and yeah, with Jalen Hurts as the leading them and everything, I feel like. He's uh, kind of the quarterback that they need to take to, uh, to take them to the, the Super Bowl here. So, yeah. yeah. And it even seems like for the Eagles, a lot of their uh, stumbles toward the end of the year were just in part to Jalen Hurts being injured. So yeah. it was like that just kind of took them off of their off their own run. But, uh, you know, if they can just kind of establish some momentum in some of these earlier matchups that they'll have after another bye, which was just by Hurts some time, um, you know, I think they can get cruising again. Um, I like the Bengals pick as a, as a sneaky pick. Um, this is kind of an aside, but I do a playoff pool uh, in my family and uh, we kind of, you know, we have seven people and we kind of take picks and then, you know, whatever card you pick, you get kind of snake style draft, um, you know, just in that draft order or what have you. So I picked number seven and I was like, damn, I'm going to end up with like two mediocre teams and uh, the Bengals fell to me and so did the Bucks. And I was just kind of like, man, looking at this Bengals team, I was kind of excited about it. I'm like, if if they happen to, you know, get a big victory over the Bills, I mean, they could easily parlay that momentum and just what they have in roster to, you know, Kansas City and and kind of have a, you know, underdog type story. Even though they were in the Super Bowl last year, this isn't, you know, a surprise to anybody. It's not like they haven't been there before. Um, and if they get there this year, it, it definitely won't be a surprise. I think they'll just be, you know, one of the newer, you know, top dogs in that league, and they'll start getting the respect they, you know, deserve at this point. So. Uh, I think that's a great pick um, looking at the numbers just based on differential and, you know, their offensive defensive ranks. It's like, yeah, you're right. They're right there. So why aren't we talking about them more? Um, 
So we'll see where this goes. Uh, you know, I think Allen and Mahomes catch all the headlines, but you know, if Burrow can do it. I mean, he'll start to be, you know, the top dog uh, at quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I like his attitude. Uh, is he a little cocky? Yes. But, you know, if he wins the Super Bowl, then he's he's kind of matching it all. So I uh, can knock him for that. And I mean, yeah, I, I think uh, with, you know, the Bengals versus the Bills, you know, I think one one other point there is that, you know, the 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 Bills uh, safety is like they've gotten a lot of injuries there. Right. Um, you know, with uh, Micah Hyde, uh, you know, not being there. So. You know, I, I that's where I see that there's you know maybe some weakness. I think they they definitely need that level of talent in the secondary. If you're going to go against the Bengals and all their wide receiver talent, so I think that's where I was like, I feel like the Bengals are a good matchup. I think for the Bills, as much as again, as much as I want the Bills to fulfill this whole team of destiny, everything after they've all you know what, what, you know everything that they they've been through. So yeah, gotcha. I I'm really a big fan of those top three teams in the AFC. Even like I even like the Chiefs. I know they. Have won one. They've you know been in the Super Bowl at another mm. point too. It's just kind of like I like Mahomes. I like kind of this idea of uh, you know some of the top quarterbacks in the league challenging Brady for you know who can win more Super Bowls. And uh, it felt like Mahomes was on that path, and you know unfortunately mm. got that loss to Brady, which kind of I felt like maybe settled it. But uh, <laughs> in the same sense, it's kind of like I love watching these guys kind of chase. And uh, you yeah. know, Hertz is starting to join. You know. You know, he's not quite there, but I think, you know, this season he you could easily be up for the MVP. Um, it's just kind of, is that sustainable? Um, can he do it again? Is that the kind of play or play style that's going to, you know, keep you in the mix year in, year out? So we'll have to see, but uh, that should be a great, a great, uh, you know, mm-hmm. playoff uh, bracket coming up here. So obviously you and I will be tuning in, but uh, did you have any other lasting thoughts on the uh, NFL uh, season or the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, I, I would love, you know, I guess with the whole Patrick Mahomes thing, right? Like, uh, I don't think he has a better like o- offensive talent around him this season, um, which is kind of one, one of the reasons, I guess, that I, I chose them not to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, Mahomes, like in terms of like, you know, if you really want to think about it, like without Tyreek Hill, right? Um, this is probably like one of his best seasons, actually, uh, given everything that that's happened with, you know, yeah, losing Hill. And then, you know, uh, having the current talent pool that he has right now, kind of a, you know, uh, a makeshift of like whatever wide receivers we could get. Obviously, it was uh, uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, like having him kind of fill in at least for one year, right, uh, in there. Uh, you know, kudos to, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and, you know, with even, even obviously, Kelsey is definitely a big part. Like he is basically their lead wide receiver. But still, uh, you know, I think – in my opinion, he's probably to be MVP, played all the games and everything, not to nag and say like, hey, if you're injured, you can't win an MVP, but he played all the games. They have, you know, a number one seed in the AFC. Uh, so for me, I, I would pick Mahomes as my MVP over Jalen Hurts. That being said, you can't knock uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, just, just for getting injured, I guess, in that sense. But for me, at least, I feel like Patrick Mahomes deserves the MVP. But great season by Jalen Hurts uh, and the Eagles overall. So uh but yeah i don't know it should be a fun uh fun uh uh i think a title matchup here so uh did we say who's gonna win the super bowl yeah i I thought we did um you know i said the buffalo bills will you know beat the eagles okay um and i i'm assuming you picked the bengals over the eagles is that yeah yeah i don't think ever declared that but i will say yeah yes i declare joe burrow you know he's gonna be there's gonna be so many memes i think that's gonna happen 
uh, once he wins the Super Bowl. Um, so, but yeah, I'm, I am picking the Bengals over the Eagles uh, to win the 2023 Super Bowl there. That sounds pretty good. Um, this is a uh, super footnote, but the player I was thinking of on the Seahawks that had one of the more elite passer rating, um, you know, percentages against was Ryan Neal, safety of the of the Seahawks. So um, if there is a chance in, in hell that they can beat the 49ers uh, on the road uh, in that first matchup against, you know, uh, San Fran, uh, you know, they'll need some elite, uh, you know, coverage, they'll need some elite defense and obviously a lot of playmaking, but that's a super footnote to this episode. Um, I'd hate to break on the NFL before talking bears. So I will make the obvious statement here that the bears got the number one pick. Uh, Wayne and I were obviously ecstatic. Uh, Texans have no idea what was going on, but so happy that Lovey Smith was, was coaching that. Uh, I feel like if he knew he was getting fired, obviously there, there, there could be like a great, you know, uh, you know, laugh that he could have after the game or maybe uh, a chuckle with some former Bears players of kind of handing off that top pick to him. But, you know, he got fired on his way out and, uh, you know, just just talking to people and, and hearing Chicago podcasts and looking at articles, it already seems like you know, folks are talking about all these, you know, scenarios of uh, who we could take number one, who, you know, who we could, you know, wheel and deal with in, in one, two, three trades down. It's like, it's tantalizing, man. I'm just, I'm just so happy that, uh, you know, we're finally in the driver's seat of the off season and we have probably the most money to spend, you know, uh, a franchise quarterback that I think we could get behind. Um, obviously passing skills need to be improved, but it's just like to just think that the slate's been wiped a little bit and we can like move forward with some optimism, um, is a, is a great sign. So, uh, I know you have some thoughts here and uh, I'll just kick it back over to you. Dude. Yeah. I've done like, like a hundred different mock drafts already. I feel like in the past like two days. So um, that's nuts. Uh, I'm definitely going to go to the NFL draft in Kansas city. <laughs> so I'm looking at, you know, Airbnbs. They're definitely not going for cheap. Uh, so, and there's probably going to be an influx of Chicagoans that have looked up, uh, you know, hotel prices, uh, flight prices, et cetera. So in the past couple of days. So um, I'm excited. Yeah, first pick, uh, like over a hundred million dollars in in salary cap, uh, and yeah, there's also like yeah, two uh, quarterbacks that you know will probably be trade or or getting some bidders on to really up the value there. So very excited about that. Um, and so yeah, we'll probably do like a future episode on breaking all that down. I already have some thoughts of like all these things that we could do, but yeah, uh, I'm very excited. I think as a Bears fan, definitely. Um... So we'll see what happens uh, crossing, crossing our fingers here for bear success. I mean, hopefully no uh, draft day blunders or pre-draft blunders. Like we just can't take it as a city anymore. So this just has to be filled with good things. Just please just, just make this good. Just make this really, really good. Um, you know, if I could throw out one thing, you know, look at the Texans first. I mean, they are highest up the board. They need a quarterback badly. Um, I'm sure they would give some draft capital for that number one pick. And then, you know, at least from there, you can make a decision or two on if you need to move down or if you want to grab like an elite prospect at that two slot. Like, that's great. I just, uh, you know, I hope we go through this very systematically. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot uh, that the Bears can do there. You know, you got 
a, very, a lot of quarterback for, uh, uh, hungry teams out there. I think, yeah, with the Panthers, uh, you know, maybe the Falcons. I don't know if they're set on Ritter uh, there. Uh, you know, we talked about the Raiders as well. There's just a lot of you know, different teams out there that I think need a quarterback or want a quarterback. Colts, for sure. I think they're they're hungry at the four spot. So, I, I, in my opinion, I, I'm thinking that they would most likely be pushing there uh, to move up to the number one. So. Uh, we'll see what we can do there though. But yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for sure. Um, so I guess with that, uh, we can close out with some final thoughts. Uh, Wayne, did you have anything to bring to the table tonight? Yeah, I, you know, I just had some DiGiorno, uh, and they had like a really, really nice, uh, like cheesy crust and everything like that. So, uh, Pat, I'm curious, what is your favorite frozen pizza? Yeah, that is such a good question. I uh, I'm gonna dig deep into this vault because I will say that I am a fan of frozen pizza. Like, there's always one or two in my fr- in my freezer. I, I, just emergencies, guys. Like, if there are emergencies out there, like your house gets you know hit by a blizzard, you need dinner. Like, you need to have one or two of those bad boys like ready to go. Um, all that being said, I'm I'm, I'm definitely wasting time here. Uh, home run in pizza uh from you know the grocer's freezer you know heated up that crust is like it's not a thick crust it's not a pan pizza like a DiGiorno like you're talking about it's definitely not a thin crust but it's like a it's like a tweener it's like uh it's like a very flaky crust around the edges it is from Chicago so anybody who has never been to home run like try that out but it's also the ingredients like they put really good quality sausage in there um, I just feel like it's a step up from any of the other frozen stuff you can get. Um, so I'm going to give a top notch plug to home run in, uh, frozen pizzas, but I will say with a caveat that Costco, uh, I believe it's their cauliflower crust, pepperoni, Supreme pizza with sausage on it and stuff, peppers, onions, the mix. Those are the frozen pizzas that I have in my fridge my freezer, like 24 seven. So while I don't have home run in access, I will give uh, a huge salute to them. But in the same sense, like the Costco, you know, two pack that you can get Supreme, I think it's like 10 bucks. It's money and it's, it's gluten-free crust. It's uh, you know, I think it's cauliflower tastes like a normal thin crust pizza. That's my part. That's my piece. Uh, amen for frozen pizza. Wayne, how about you? Yeah, I, um, I, 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 I definitely prefer the screaming Sicilian, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you're familiar yes. with that, but yeah, yes. I, no, I, I yes, love, <laughs> I, yes. I, love, I love the toppings. I love the toppings. It, 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 I think they, in terms of frozen pizzas, you know, I definitely have have had my fair share. I think of frozen pizzas, so I feel like for me, because of the toppings, uh, the scream of Sicilian wins, in my opinion. Uh, I remember, like, I would go there uh, to the grocery store and be like. Wait, this is like I think they originally offered us like thirteen dollars or something like that, and then slowly they were like, you know, nobody's gonna want to buy thirteen dollar frozen pizza, and then they just slowly declined it to like you know ten dollars, eight dollars on sale and things like that. So, and then because of that, now I'm like, wow. So this is something that you know the team over there thought, yeah, people would be willing to pay thirteen dollars for this, whatever. Uh, and then you know maybe there's cost or whatever associated to that. I don't care, but I'm like you know what, this tastes actually worth the $13. Maybe not, but close enough to the $13, I think. Uh, because again, yeah, the quality of the the toppings, I feel like for them. 
So yeah. No, definitely. I've seen the box. I feel like it doesn't have like a big mouth on the yeah. box. Like, <laughs> yeah, you could see the pizza from outside the box or whatever. But like you're saying, like every time you walk by that pizza aisle, I'm like almost price shopping. I'm like, no, nah, you're not worth 15. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're worth seven, but you're on sale for five. Like I'll grab you today or something like that. But uh, another follow up question I have. Do you tamper with your frozen pizza at all with extra seasonings, toppings, uh, sauces, anything like that? Or do you just you go straight in sometimes depending especially even for the screaming sicilian actually i you know i usually have like some cheeses some some like sliced dice of cheese ready to go oh, damn. Uh, just in case you know so i can just put it on there and everything yeah no like i take my uh frozen pizza seriously so uh yeah you know in, in case i feel like they they haven't cheesed it up to to the par that i want which is pretty cheesy uh, I'll usually just have, you know, yeah, some cheeses I can just sprinkle on there and then just add it more on. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a complete psychopath when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like I have garlic powder, uh, oregano and the crushed red pepper ready to go. That gets, you know, doused on the pizza. Then I always bust out the Franks and I usually go with a, you know, an option of either the ranch or blue cheese for dipping. Like I just, I love sauce. I love flavor. I love just tampering with stuff. Maybe it's just like the act of doing it. And even sometimes I feel like I'll bust out uh, pickled jalapenos or banana peppers to kind of like throw on top of the Supreme or whatever else to like basically eat out, but just do it in my own house and like, you know, obviously save like $2 per topping on my pizza. So uh, yeah, man. Amen again. Great, great topic. That was a that was a great final. <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like I've been like holding out. So I, I was like, all right, I gotta pick up some, some stuff. So I know you would identify with frozen pizza for sure. <laughs> no, definitely, man. That that definitely strikes a strikes a chord within me. Uh man, my final thought. Um, my old friend is back again uh with another promotion to get people to come eat at the restaurant. Uh damn you, Applebee's, you always have to promote you always have to put stuff on my feed or on my tv screen for commercials but hey man all you can eat at applebee's 15 dollars boneless wings uh applebee's riblets uh whatever those are and the double crunch shrimp with endless fries um wayne what do you make of this promotion from applebee's why is it happening and would you would you dare spend fifteen dollars to uh, to fill yourself up on this uh, on this uh, promotion here? So I feel like I feel like you I feel like Applebee's for you. First off, I feel like <laughs> Applebee's for you is like it's like an ex, like trying to text you back, <laughs> being like, "Hey, yo, uh, I got some goodies here. I got fifteen dollar bonus wings that I can offer you. Uh, you want some?" And it's like, you know what? I've been feeling kind of down of late. You know, it's midnight on a Friday. Let, let me just go and see what she's all about. So anyway, anyway, to answer your question, uh, you know, you know what place I just went to recently? Uh, I went to Hooters, actually. Oh, dude. Amen to Hooters, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I've got some thoughts, but, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, to to like your descriptions of like uh, your, your the things with Applebee's and and all that i'm like okay uh, maybe maybe not maybe not i'm leaning towards the nog because of the quality aspect i think we we've talked before but then i go to hooters and man i had a good time uh you know with yeah, her. of course you went to hooters <laughs> yeah. you had a good time I, <laughs> sorry paid, paid a premium paid a premium <laughs> for it 
but all in all, it's worth it. So for me, yeah, like I, I'll think about it. Think Applebee's, but you know, I I will look I will look at my dignity and actually like take pride in it and go after Hooters because you know if you're gonna live one life and everything, you gotta eat some good damn wings. I would say so. Yeah. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a man on this planet that's ever taken Hooters to go. I'll, I'll put that out there. But uh, I will say this though, I think Hooters wings and a lot of their uh, you know sides are really underrated. Like I, I truly believe that. Like I enjoy eating their wings. I like the style of wing that they uh, fry up. I like their sauce selection. They've got some really um, you know good sides. And they have like fried pickles that I've had and other you know, cheese doused, uh, you know, vehicles uh, as well on the appetizer menu or whatever. But yeah, Hooters is really underrated to me in the wing game. Um, anyways, I'm missing my thought. We were talking about Applebee's 15 bucks. I just feel it's like, man, I wouldn't go to a soup kitchen if I knew it was all you could eat. You know, it's like, that's kind of where, <laughs> kind of where I'm getting at with Applebee's is like, I'm going to spend $15, but I'm going to lose like an hour and a half to two hours of my life. Uh, you know, being at your restaurant, uh, not enjoying your wait staff, and then, you know, uh, just feeling the effects the hour after uh, I put your food into my body. So it's like, yeah, man, save your $15, uh, you know, go to Hooters. Hey, take that money and go to Hooters. Uh, I have no idea what um, meat comes in the uh, the Applebee's riblet either. So that kind of freaks me out. I'm just, uh, yeah, man. And, and here's the other thing if a company is putting three of their top menu items into an all you can eat $15 buffet, it's like, you got to start having some like question marks there. It's like, why are they doing this? Like, I know we're, we're fighting inflation still. Like people are losing their jobs. Like these big tech companies are just cutting everybody left and right. And like, you know, scaring the living hell out of, you know, pretty much anybody who's a you know, working professional here in the world. Um, but yeah, man, $15 can go a long way at the grocery store. I mean, start looking up recipes, talk to your mothers. I mean, figure this out. So I'm going to leave it at that. But Applebee's, like, shame on you for coming to my DMs. Like, <laughs> just just go away. We need a break, I know, like an official full break. And I just never want to see you again. I feel like... I feel like I'm just trying to picture taking my mom to Hooters now. I think that would be a good time, but no, I'm <laughs> all for that. Yeah. <laughs> sure, she would appreciate that. Um <laughs> Man, well, with that, um, guys, strap it up. Um, get ready for NFL football coming up this weekend, starting on Saturday. Uh, this is a great time of the year. You know, it's freezing cold outside. You know, it's getting really dark. It's 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 a bit depressing. You know, with everything going on in the world, it's just like every Saturday, Sunday of January is like just a great time. So have some friends over, some cold ones, some wings, whatever you're doing, and uh, enjoy this year because I think uh, we've got some really great matchups coming up and. Uh, you know, we're definitely looking forward to them here at the Ball and Breakfast podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have some frozen pizza and then have some Hooters wings and then, yeah, watch some games. So, yeah. yeah. And do not go to Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, do not go to Applebee's. Okay, cool. Well, with Wayne, yeah, I'm Patrick signing off for the Ball and Breakfast podcast. <laughs>